The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime. Where sexual assault is so common, you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue, even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, bulimia, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist, because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the fuzziest bear in the cage, Bear Fjorda. Thank you. And we are on with our very special guest today, Smiling Sam Alvey. We're going to jump straight in. I know we usually start with a whole bunch of what's going on in Hollywood, but we're excited to talk to him. So we're going to start straight with him. Sam, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. No worries. Now, I always laugh and say... uh, Jared, a bear smiles more than anyone else I know when he's getting punched in the face, but I think you've taken that to a whole new level. Uh, it's it's your moniker. Yeah, shoot. I, I started smiling. Shoot, I don't even remember when I started smiling, but it was my dad that came up with the nickname, and it just fits me perfectly. I, I am quite the happy individual. What got you into doing MMA? Uh, really, I don't have a good story about it. It was just somebody asked, hey, you want to fight in a cage? I said, sure. And then I went and fought in a cage. Uh, I never watched <laughs> it and didn't grow up knowing anything about it. Uh, ne- never boxed, never taekwondo, never really did anything. It was just somebody said, hey, you want to? And I said, sure. And before I knew it, I was a pro. You have, like, the equivalent of when you hear those stories about people. Like, I was discovered and put in movies. In Hollywood, that's usually a lie. Apparently, in MMA, it can actually happen. Someone just tells you, you should come do this, and all of a sudden, you're an MMA star. I'm sure there's a lot of work in between. (laughs) I'm sure it wasn't just, like, come in the cage and then you're a star. What was it like working your way up to that? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it probably couldn't be done the way I did it. And today, uh, when I started, it, it was fighting was just kind of common. You did it in this, you know, ever the first place I fought was in like the back room of a, of a bar. There was a cage and everything and a ref and a judge and everything like that. But, uh, it was just there. They didn't have a commission. They didn't have anything like that. So I just kept doing it. Uh, it didn't take any work on my part. I didn't start training until I was probably two and oh, as a pro, uh, which is like four months after I had my first fight. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing it. I, I, I never made any money until I was in the UFC, and I had a lot of fights uh, before I made it to the UFC. Um, and it, it just turned out to be just the best decision I've ever made stepping into that cage. 
It sounds like it. And talking about the UFC, you are, as UFC fighter, you're living the dream right now. Many people aspire to be in that very specific label. It's the top of the line when it, excuse me, when it comes to MMA labels itself and productions. What was it like for you to get that call or that email? or What, what did it feel like to get on that stage? Yeah, so, so I've been fighting for between 15 and 16 years. I've been in the UFC for just about, I think I'm just at eight years. So I had eight years where I fought for everyone else. I fought for, I mean, I fought in Bellator. I fought over in New Zealand. I fought in Canada. I fought in Wisconsin. I fought everywhere. And you never make any money. A lot of those fights were unpaid, but I got a free trip out of it. Some fights, I, I wasn't, I, I got a free trip. I made a little bit of money, but I had to fly my own corner, meaning I lost all my money. Uh, but it was still, I got to be places, uh, which is always, you know, it's kind of the payment in itself. When the UFC finally signed me, I think I was 23 and four as my record. And it was just, I mean, just a dream come true. I was finally getting flown around the world, uh, but also getting paid, you know, a living wage, a very successful athlete's wage with the UFC. And it was just, it was, it was just amazing when I, when I signed that dotted line. That's incredible. I have to say, I spoke to Dana White a few years back. They said a producer was calling him for Paramount Pictures and I knew his name was Dana. So he got on the phone. He's like, hello, sir. I'm like, hello, ma'am. So, I mean, we bonded over that. But the one question I did, um, I thought he was a woman. He thought I was a man. It didn't go well. Uh, The one thing he did say is his hope with the UFC was always to have the most unique and talented fighters. And I think he hit the nail on the head when it comes to you, Sam. You are so different from what everyone in the UFC tries to portray themselves as. I mean, in today's day and age, everyone wants to portray themselves as Conor McGregor. They want to be the bad boy. They want to. Everyone be the, wants to be the heel. Yeah, everyone wants to be the heel, and you're definitely not. You're this really good guy, and you've gotten a lot of attention for it. Um, what made you decide to go such a different direction? You know, I I really didn't decide anything. This is just who I am. Uh, if I if I had to be healed to do this, I, I just wouldn't do it. I mean, it's not me, and I, I get such a kick out of watching these guys that try and force it. Uh, Connor does a good job of it. He does almost as good a job as Chael Sonnen did. Uh, and then there is a huge drop off after him. Uh, after Connor, there's not a close second. Um, but Connor kind of set the pace and everyone's trying to do something to make themselves memorable. And I, I was kind of lucky in that my, the thing that makes me the most memorable other than a mean right hook is just a charming smile. Um, and I would be smiling whether I was fighting or, you know, doing somebody's taxes. Well, now you married, um, uh, America's next top model winner. So you married a, yeah. a you married a model, you're a UFC fighter. I mean, it sounds like a film. It sounds like that film of the week, like, you know, strong UFC fighter marries gorgeous model and you have this fantastic family. Um, and ha- when you were young, did you see yourself in this life? No, a- absolutely not. Uh, my, my wife is second to none. Uh, and she was with me before I ever fought and I was with her before she modeled. Uh, so we've been together for, it'll be 16 years in about, in about 20 days. Um, and it's just been so much fun that we, we've, we've had together. Now we have five kids. We have 
three dogs, four cats. We're going to get some horses. We got sheep coming. Uh, so we, we're really just enjoying everything that the, the good Lord has blessed us with. And um, that, that's kind of kind of my, my story. I, I didn't mean to do this, but uh, a higher power, you know, the good Lord, he, he came down and said, Sam, you will make your difference in the world doing this. And, uh, oh, I'm so happy. I'm, I, I'm so happy I like his plan. <laughs> well, you know, it certainly sounds like it. And I, it's so much fun to actually watch you train and interact with everybody because you're always so bubbly and happy. There's not, nothing sounds forced, nothing sounds fake. And I love knowing that's just who you are. It's it's your second nature has worked out so well for you, both uh, personally when you talk to people and career-wise when you're in the octagon or giving interviews like you are now. To make a, a little bit of a dramatic shift over, I what got you on TikTok of all platforms? Yeah, it was – so I – at the gym I work out at, I also run the kids MMA program. I run the adults MMA program. I, I teach a ton. And one of the, the kids I teach, their mom, uh, says, Sam, you should try it. You would love it. And I said, ah, I don't need it. I'm sick of Instagram. I, I do it because I have to. And she said, I just try it. Try. So I got on there, and I was addicted immediately. I mean, it, it just took <laughs> me by storm. I, I'm on, I've been on it for about a year and a month, year and two months now. And I just I look at it every day. I just have so much fun on there. Um, I, I'm building a following on there that the little blue check mark does help, uh, you know, because because I'm not the athlete. But I I really try to go out of my way and give everyone that knows me, everyone that's a fan of MMA, a little inside look of of what uh, what the UFC does for a guy. And I, they've been very receptive. Uh, and I'm just I still love my my TikTok fans. Now, I, I got to say, I one of the things I do, I tell people how to get famous. That's my whole job. I just, I, I yell at people for a living. Um, I tell them how to get famous and kind of how to work with the algorithms. And you hit it. Do you have somebody tell like that, that guided you or did you just, did you just figure it out on your own? Because you really hit the nail on the head with how to, how to work it. You know, I just hit, I, I lucked into it, I guess. Uh, I, I, I am a happy guy. I, and people, when they get on the internet, they don't see many happy guys. The internet is like, oh man, sure. the internet's a terrible place. I, I, I've i given up on Twitter. I am done with Twitter. I've still technically got one, but I don't tweet anymore. It is just everything you put out there, people just attack you for it. Uh, and yeah. so I get on TikTok. And I, I'm I'm not the typical fighter. I'm not angry at anything. I don't need to prove how tough I am. I just go out there and I try and give give the people that are a fan of my sport uh, something extra. And they've been very receptive. It's been a very kind audience. And you know, every now and then I'll get I'll get someone trying to be mean. But at the end of the day, they're feeding my algorithm. Uh, so keep it coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just I I had something that that people enjoy saying and. Uh, as I'm growing, I think I'm going to cross 60,000 here this week on TikTok, and it's only a matter of time until I'm like you guys with, you know, you're close to a million or just over a million, aren't you? Yeah, he is. Very close, and I appreciate that, but absolutely, you're growing very well, and of course, you're always going to have the one-off person who wants to try and bring you down. But since we're talking about that, what is your normal response to it? And if you had to offer advice on how people handle their trolls or their haters, what would it be? Uh, you know what I, I've done many times is I end up apologizing to them for whatever you, whatever they say I'm terrible at or you know wish I'm dead or whatever it is they say. 
I actually just kind of apologized to him. Said, listen, I'm sorry you feel that way. This is the way I felt. This is what I did. This is the reason I did it. I'm very sorry. I hope I hope you can forgive me. And I have gotten so many DMs privately with people apologizing to me um, <laughs> for, for, for whatever they said. Nice. And, and, yeah, it's so much fun when they do that. And then I'll talk to them backstage like that. Say, oh, yeah, no, you know what? I understand. I, I fall into the trap, too. Everything feels so distant when you're on when you're on the internet, when you're on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or wherever you are, um, people, they, they, they don't realize that, you know, there's a person on the other end of their, of their comment. And when I, when I call them out like that, they, uh, they, they more than, more than a few times that they've come on and said, you know, I'm sorry. I just got a, I got a little too into it for a moment. You know, I, th- it's funny you say that I had, a, I had similar experiences to that where people come on, you try and bring me down or say something hateful about what I'm doing. And either you respond to them in the comments or you make a video about their comment itself. Cause it, TikTok allows you that really cool stitch thing where you can put their comment in your next video immediately. And the mm-hmm. response, as you said, is often very, very, uh, it's just adding nice Just adding nicing is the nice-ing. way you fix Put those kind of problems. On it, excellent, works. excellent yeah, way to handle it's that. It's not usually my strategy. Usually I destroy their entire social media platform and their business, but I like what but you guys they can, do. They can better. just make more. That's the next no, thing. No, they can't. <laughs> I mean, oh. yes, yes, no. I'm oh, boy. Um, no, I, I think it's fantastic how you guys handle that. That's that's a much better way, I think, than, than how uh, people in my business handle that. It's it's the what is it? How to influence and influence people? Oh, you, you go with the Dale Carnegie way, rather yes, than respond with the Dale Carnegie method. So <laughs> that's a good question. What is your favorite book? Uh, Faith of the Fallen by uh, Terry Goodkind. Why? Uh, it, it 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 is such a good story. So it's a, it's a huge series. I think there's twelve books in the series. Um, uh, the Sword of Truth series is the name of the, the 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 whole series, and the Sword of Truth was just one of the the it was the book that stood out the most to me. It was the fourth in the series, and it was just it was as good a representation of what people would be now. And it's all fi- uh, fi- fiction, um, or uh, yeah, and, and it's just it's a ton of fun to read, and it, it was as as close to. Um, what I think would actually happen in a, in any universe uh, as as has ever been depicted on online or in a in a story. That's awesome. I'll Fair have enough. To, I'll have to check out that book. Now, can you? I've got we've got some giveaways for the show. I'm going to have you choose the questions. Can you choose two questions about any of your fights? Make people go look for it, or choose something from your TikTok to redirect everyone there. Give me two questions from your social media about your fights or about what you've put up there for everyone to go look for, so we can do the giveaways based off your questions. Oh shoot! That means I got to come up with an answer too, uh, or I got I got to ask a question that the answer can be found on. Uh, this will be a hard one, but I'm sure I'm sure I've said it more than one time in more than one interview. Uh, which fight of mine did I break two ribs? Uh, that that would be a that one will take some work, but it, it, the answer is out there. And then another question. What's another question? Uh, this is a good one. Who, who is my toughest fight? Who's the guy I fought that is that is the absolute toughest I, I've fought? Uh, that that so one. If that you guys- one that answer. I like that. So, guys, if you can answer those questions, you can write us. I know you're currently tweeting us on – you're already catching us on Twitter. Answer those questions right over here, and we will give you a ride at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. 
we also have a couple of other giveaways we'll go into later in the show. Quick shout out to Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon. Thank you for always keeping me red carpet ready. Now, you got into doing this um, at a time that was kind of the the inception of MMA. MMA has only been popular or, or getting big for about 30 years. You came in when it was in... Almost that halfway the, point. The halfway point through there. Um, you're a young guy. You're uh, in your, your, your mid to early 30s. I don't know if you want me to say it out loud. Um, people can be weird about that. No, Do yeah, I, I am 35. I've been fighting for about 15 years. Uh, it, it, shoot, I think Chuck Liddell was still fighting when I when I got into it, but um, I, I wasn't even watching the UFC at that point. Well, you're still a young guy. You've still got a while in the sport. What do you want your legacy to be? Uh, I want to be a fighter's fighter. I want people to know that I am a guy that just says yes to fights. I'm a guy that always shows up, and at any day of the week, I could beat whoever they put in front of me. Um, Cowboy Cerrone is the closest closest I can see to wanting to emulate. Uh, Cowboy, there's not a person you could put in front of them that you won't think, you know, Cowboy could win this one. Uh, But you know it's going to be a hell of a fight. And that, that's what I want to be. I want to be the guy that people want to tune in to watch because they know I, I, the chances of me losing are, are, are less than the chances of me winning. I like that. And that's great. Uh, talking about the fighting again, how about we reverse this? If you weren't fighting, if that just wasn't an option or the right guy didn't show up at the right time to bring you into that first cage fight, what do you think you'd be doing right now? Uh, you know, I, I went to college, graduated with a business management degree. Uh, my, my entire goal in life growing up and through college and all that is I wanted to own my own gym, uh, lifting gym. I, I've been a personal trainer since high school. I've, I've always been into that. I, I love doing it. Um, and so I, I'd have my own gym. Uh, like a, It wouldn't be a 24-hour fitness, but it'd be like a, a Joe's gym <laughs> or a Smiling Sam's gym. It'd be something like that where I'd still get to, to influence people well, but it would just be in a, a different different sport. Now, it's funny you say that. Before you jump to the next thing, summer, I just want to say that you should trademark that name so no one takes it You should immediately, you. yeah. You can trademark market for free online, get all the social media, do that quickly because that's an excellent name, just FYI. Uh, that's a really good name. Um, now, for, for guys like um, Bear, who's uh, Jared, who's coming up, he's 23. He's basically still sperm at this point. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Um that are coming up, they're coming up in a very different sport and a different style of sport than you did. It's changed dramatically. What do you see the differences between the people coming in now and when you came in? Uh, uh, a lot of the people coming in now are super athletes, uh, as opposed to the guys that were in it. What I was doing, it were just tough guys. Now it's people that they, they haven't necessarily been, you know, black belt in jujitsu or division one champion wrestlers. They're like super athletes. They are the best that basketball could produce, the, the best that football, uh, college football could produce, the best soccer. But they're just insane athletes uh, that are learning the sport. And because of their athleticism, they're learning the sport faster than, than tough guys used to. Um, and I, I think that's the biggest change is that you're just seeing these these athletic monsters. John Jones is the perfect example of it. John John Jones isn't. I, people yell at me, but I don't think he's a particularly great fighter. He's not 
his flight IQ is what it is. He's got a huge build. He's got an 84-inch range. He's yeah. four. Uh, he just uses that range perfectly. He can out-wrestle people, not because he's a great wrestler, but because he's got the size and the, the, the physical stature to, to do that. Um, so I, I we're kind of entering the era of the, the freak athlete. I can see that. And I think Joe Rogan said something similar to that yeah. as well. Well, I think it's like boxing. Every generation gets bitter, be, bigger, better, different, stronger, and they learn from the previous generation. So that's, every generation's more more is required. That's Muhammad a good Ali point. was a god in the 60s. Heaven knows if he could have fought today. So I think it, I think all sports do that. But you are part of who has created and shaped this sport. Um, have you ever considered putting together your own team? I know uh, one thing Jared had said is if you put together a team, he's like, I want to go, I want to go join that team. I'm like, calm down, breathe. <laughs> you just, breathe. Rat, just <laughs> throw me under the bus well, the whole time. But he, <laughs> like, have you ever considered putting together your own team and kind of doing that? Because you have this great reputation and you have a great following. Well, that that's my eventual plan. Uh, I I hope to fight for another ten years, but I know I can't fight forever. Uh, to to be a gym owner, which will be my eventual goal. Now it's not so much lifting anymore. It's I I'm in MMA. I'm a jiu jitsu mm-hmm. brown belt. Gonna be black belt soon. Uh, I've been doing this for so long. I'm better than most people in the world at what I do. Uh, but yeah, when I start coaching, I don't want to half ass the coaching, and I don't want to half ass my fighting. I'm all in on the fighting right now. So someday uh, I will have, you know, my own Sam's Slam Shack or whatever I call it. Uh, and it's going to be the best gym in the country. It's just, if I were to do it now, it would be half-assed and my fighting would be half-assed oh. too, and I, and I can't do that. Oh, I, I, so I, I think maybe I phrased it wrong. Maybe I'm using the wrong phrasing. Um, I, I actually think that's a good idea. I can, I know Jared or wherever you are, he'll go down to just go there. Um, but, and I know a lot of the guys I have seen follow you around will too, but I more meant, um, when fighters come up, something that some of them are doing, I know Conor McGregor's doing it. It's not that they're opening gyms. It's that they will put in a word for fighters and they actually take a percentage, sort of like a manager of these fighters coming up. And so what they're doing is they're identifying talent, hooking these talent up with people um, that they that they deal with and taking a percentage while they themselves are still fighting. It was a different thing. Uh, I think I was so yeah. so more like putting together yep. a group of fighters versus yeah. a gym. Yeah, you, I like the idea, and I like that somebody would pay me to do that. But I would feel I wouldn't feel right doing that. I wouldn't do it for anyone. I would do it for my friends, the people I train, and stuff like that. And I would feel so weird taking money from my friends to put in a good word with them. Uh, if, if you're part of my, you're part of my posse, you're part of my team, part of my, my, my circle of, uh, of training partners and friends, I, I will give you everything I got for nothing. I, I don't need to make, I don't need to make money off your success. Uh, I, I, I'll give you everything I got for, for nothing. You're an incredible person. Sorry, I, I, I work for like Paramount Pictures. I've never heard anyone say anything like that ever. So that's... Oh, you <laughs> have an edge. Yeah, like, I, was like, I work with terrible people. It's all I've just figured out. That's incredible. Um, how have you got... I mean, you don't have a me first mentality. How have you gotten so popular that way? Like so popular then, do you think? I... 
You know, at the end of the day, you got to win. I've won a lot. Lately, I'm in a bit of a slump, but yeah. uh, in my career, I've won a lot. And I've won very impressively, and I've beaten some some amazing fighters in my time. Uh, and I plan on beating even more amazing fighters here in the next uh, in the next couple of years. Uh, I, I'm going to continue growing that name of myself. But uh, I I got I got to where I am by putting other people first. It's, uh, I I. At the end, I'm a very religious man. I I, I pray to you know, I pray to God every day, a couple times a day. I thank him for everything He's given me, and I I truly realize what He has given me. Um, because as much as skill is involved in the sport, there's a lot of luck. Uh, skill, you're just trying to help guide the luck. Um, so I know some of the fights I've won, maybe I wouldn't have if there wasn't a little bit of luck on my side. And I I don't ever want to be greedy. I don't ever want to know that it was just me that did it. I know there, there's some, I, I, I know Jesus is in my corner. I know he's there and uh, I, I, I'm going to try and, and spread, spread his love, spread his gifts uh, that he's given me with, with everyone I can. Yeah, I never heard it quite put it that way with the luck aspect. There's always a little bit of luck there. And I think that's something that's really great that everyone needs to think about when it comes to cage fighting is you may win one <laughs> fight against one guy and two years down the line you see him again or next month down the line, God forbid, you guys do it again. He beats you that time. So there's always just a little bit in there. Are you kidding? I'm listening to him going, I could sell him as the anti-Conor McGregor. Like, this is an <laughs> angle. I'm like, this is an angle. And then I'm listening to him talk. I'm going, oh, he's a good person. It's so yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, talking about this, we're we're, getting, we're about to uh, we're getting a little close to our, our first break of the show. I know, and he has training. And you I have your training. I remember four thirty. So, just a quick thing for the fans, maybe if you will, how do you think your next fight's going to go? Uh, I'm going to hurt the guy. I am. I, you know, I'm a I'm a super guy outside of the cage, but for fifteen minutes, if if I accidentally, you know, uh, do something too hard, that means I win. <laughs> it might not have been an accident. <laughs> For 15 minutes, I'm going to win the fight. Uh, and, and my career's on, on that, that path right now. Like I said, I've been slumping a little bit lately. And uh, I need to correct my ship. I need to correct the boat. And uh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make I'm going to make an impressive statement in this next fight. I look forward to watching it. And you know what, man? Everyone has a slump. It doesn't mean anything on your record. You're a fantastic man, fantastic fighter. And you're damn right you're going to go out there and make a statement with this one. Now, where can everyone find you on social media? I'm going to tell them to go find you. Where can they find you? Uh, I'm at Smiling Sam. S-M-I-L-E-N-S-A-M. That was something. So when I started fighting, social media wasn't a thing yet. And it was, you know, we were I'm the millennials. So everything, if you put an X in front of it, that made it extreme. It made it, made it cool. So I went with an <laughs> apostrophe X. Uh, because I can make the apostrophe in a capital N, and I thought it looked cooler. Uh, but now that social media is a thing, I should have gone I-N-S-M-I-L-I-N, because that's how everybody spells it. Uh, I say, oh, well, it is what it is. I'll make people learn it the other way, but it's S-M-I-L-E-N-S-A-M, and that's on everything, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. I, I love TikTok, and that is where you'll get the, the best out of me. Go check him out, guys. Um, Sam, when you get a merch line together, let us know. We'll put it out there because everyone loves you. Like you, you're the guy well, you never hear a bad word about. <laughs> well, I do have one. I just, I don't push it all that much. Uh, it's, it's at smilingsam.com and there you can get the at shirts. I even have Facebook. Those. Yeah. That's my, I've got phone well, covers, shirts. I think I've got shorts and underwear. Uh, 
but yeah, it's, it's just uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, while watching people get the sweatshirts, get the hoodies, get the t-shirts, and then uh, tagging me on Instagram. You'll always get a share back. I should say, almost always get a share back if, if, you're, wearing, if you're wearing a Smile and Sam shirt. I love that. So, guys, go get some merch. I know he's not going to push it, but come on, let's face it, I'm a Hollywood sellout. I'll push anything, and I like him. So go buy it. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you want to say to everyone out there before we go to break? Hey, uh, f- find a way to train. Uh, find a way to train. It doesn't have to be MMA. Find the taekwondo, a karate, a this or that. You will love it. It is addicting. Go doing something you're uncomfortable with, learning it. Just go and find a gym in your local neighborhood. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to go to break. Do me a favor. Tell your wife I'm a huge fan of hers, please. Um, and, of course, I'm a fan of yours. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I'll let her know. Thank you for coming on, Sam. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Guys, when we go to, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about Hollywood, a little bit about MMA. And I had a couple of questions from when we had Joshua Fabia on the show. No, we're not having him on again. He annoyed me. Uh, We'll be talking about that when we come back. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the fuzziest hairball in the cage. And our very, very special guest. Smile and Sam Alvey, go check him out. I'm going to put up a link. He's an awesome person. Follow him, support him, and I'm going to put up a link, link to his merch. We'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. You are listening. 
listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, uh, the hairiest guy in the American flag shorts in the cage. Hi, sweetie. I just want to say, I, I never paid too much attention to, attention to it till right now. That intro theme music mm-hmm. is just fantastic. It's epic. It was I'm done by Scott Haskin. It was going. done by Scott Haskin. He's a film composer. I had a film composer. Uh, do the music for the show. So I always like that. Brilliant. But film people, they're my people. They're my tribe. I do want to give a quick shout out. I want to say thank you very, very much to Smile and Sam Alvey for being on the show. Guys, I'm going to put up a link. I know we didn't get to questions with him and you had a lot of questions. So I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail and I'm sorry. Uh, we'll try and have him on again to answer a few of your questions. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to... Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon, thank you for always keeping me red carpet ready. Off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California, and True Rest Floats, Sedona, and Las Vegas. They are doing our giveaways. So if you go back, listen to the show, answer Sam's questions, we will give you one of our giveaways. Trainer Joe's Fitness in Palm Desert. Thank you very much for helping uh, Snuggy Bear here because, frankly, uh, he's he, he's he's kind of gassed really early these after, days after not training for <laughs> I gotta, a year. i got to work hard. He definitely works <laughs> me. You know what the best part about going to – I'm sorry. Do you want to finish your plug yeah. real quick? The Vine House. We're going to be staying there next week in Temecula. And foldable ballet flats and pouch from Graciously Your Sydney. So I know we have a lot of guys that listen in. If you want some ballet flats for your girlfriend, write in, ask for a pair. We're doing some giveaways. And if you're a girl listening in, thank you. I'm not alone. Um, We have some more ballet flats that we are giving away. Awesome. Now, Now, back to what I was saying. Oh, you're so annoying. So the guy who's working me over at that gym, his name is Aaron. It's the one man... And his business is called Trainer Joe's, which is fantastic and created stories for him. He was telling me just yesterday, actually, that someone had come in, like, supreme authority. Have you ever thought of someone with an authority complex? This is your guy. And he came in through the door and he said, all right, I want to talk to Joe. Where's Joe? Because I guess he had in his mind he'd get a – some kind of either discount or some kind of special service by knowing the owner. And he just – he kind of – Sticks his head and upper body out the door. Says, "Hi, my name's Aaron." <laughs> <laughs> just, just though, just took him completely by surprise. Where's Joe? Hi, my name's Aaron. <laughs> it's a good name for a business. It may make me laugh. It's just that stone cold face of, "There's no Joe here." <laughs> what? I think yes. I think that's a good. But Trainer Joe's is a good name for a business. It really is. But then Sam came up with a great name too. He needs right. to trademark well, that. Very. I, I don't want to say it again because I don't want to accidentally give no, it someone else. No, don't give it away. Don't. He get two good names for but businesses. But he needs to trademark them. Absolutely. And there's, it's. I'm telling. I think it's that business degree he went mm-hmm. for. So. It's funny something you say. He said that. I meant to say this too. A lot of times, fighters. Well, yeah, you have your guys who are, I guess, your typical meathead fighters. But that's I've much more of an occasion now than the standard. The standard practice. A lot of these guys are well-educated people. Either they've taken courses, they've either gone to uh, sec- not. I think secondary education has a bad, uh, a bad, you know, kind of mm. taste to it. But upper education mm. class of some variety before joining the MMA lifestyle. Look, I, I know you went to 
the college and you learned things. But I still tell people when they ask what you do for a living that you dance around between poles in little booty shorts. Listen, that's only technically true and you make me sound like a stripper. <laughs> that's why I say it. It's hilarious. Don't stop. <laughs> so I, I do have to say, when you look at um, guys like Sam that have been doing this for such a long time, it's incredible to me the amount of knowledge that they gain towards their sport, towards their craft. You see it with boxers. You see it with uh, runners. There's something there. And it, it's a certain level of knowledge that you don't get for, for newbies. For you, I mean, you're learning from him right now. Yeah, I am. He's, he's one of my coaches and a great one at that. Well, now out here in, in Palm Springs and in the Valley, you kind of beat everyone up. You know, I, there's definitely people out here who could give me a run. There are plenty of guys who definitely are uh, at my level or above. The problem I'm having is, is, of course, size, which does make it a little bit difficult. I know of only one guy who's uh, better than me and bigger than me out here in the Valley. Okay. That's, that's It's LJ. Yeah, that's LJ. the struggle. Um, so, But when I go down there... I, I'm, was it, par for the course. There are guys my size, smaller than me, bigger than me. Yeah, Sam uh, sat on all you like he was an older brother trying to give you a noogie. It was not my <laughs> best moment. Like, not one for the high, maybe one for the low light reels, you know. You heard of that phrase before. The Sam, I, I, I was just looking at him. If he gave you a wet willy in that situation, like, he, he was just smacking you around. Like, Knowing <laughs> some of the things he does, like, just to kind of mess with his opponents and get uh, get a better angle or a better position, like, he'll, he'll stick his thumb. In, I don't want to give away. No, the, don't. I'm not going to give out the trademark move. Sorry. Yeah. Got excited for a mm -hmm. second. But it wouldn't surprise me if a wet willy was coming somewhere <laughs> online. He just... I don't know if that's illegal in the UFC, actually. <laughs> Please don't give someone wet willies. That would be beyond like I hilarious. Had, I had a hard enough time trying to sell you in the first I, place. I think, I, get it. I think I'd get a point taken off if I did that. I've, I've had a hard enough time trying to sell you because you refuse to follow the Conor McGregor rules. Yeah. So now when I'm talking to people, like we're talking about the reality show. Uh, we're talking to Triller about a reality show. Like, yeah, I was told about that just today. Um, and we've been talking about the reality show with Triller. I have those moments where I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm now pointing to Sam going, no, he's like Sam. Because I can't sell you as anything like Conor McGregor. No, and you You're shouldn't. Nothing like I don't want to be like Conor McGregor. I don't want to accidentally. Genius. I know he's genius, but I don't want to accidentally break my leg on someone's elbow. I just, I don't want that to happen. You, you literally sprained your foot on someone's elbow like two months ago. But it's not a break. <laughs> <laughs> now you, I know you follow Sam oh. on you follow Sam on TikTok. Yeah, I do. I, I actually, it's funny. There, he mentioned how sometimes there's people who come on and uh, kind of harass him a little bit. Yeah, and he may yeah. respond to them and say sorry for whatever. I watched it, that happen almost live in one of his videos because he was. I saw the first video, and then just the next day, or like later on, I saw his response to the comment. I didn't even notice the comment. But yeah, it's definitely somewhere I like to. F I, I shouldn't say frequent. There's a modest amount of videos that I. You catch just don't want to sound creepy, do you? No, I don't. But he's <laughs> uh, he's on my following page, so of course, whenever I go there, he pops up, and I'll watch the latest thing that's on. Or the thing that TikTok, really or the thing that TikTok wants creepy. me to watch. Yeah, and why did you pick the gym you're going to? Oh, it was specifically <laughs> because I knew you went there. Because Sam was there, yeah. Yeah. So it's, but it's not just you. I hear from a lot of the guys there, they go specifically for Sam. Yeah. He's an incredible fighter, but he brings his marketing. I'm surprised he doesn't have a marketing team creating what he's created. He's managed to do it on his own. 
He brings a level of fun into everything. Yes. Being firsthand into his class, we open up by playing a game. And it's actually something I started adopting into free MMA gyms where we open things up with an activity and then we'll get into the I'd like to remind everyone, work. every time we use bad language on this show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care. I actually don't know if we'd cursed yet in this show we, yet. We have yeah. you brought up for me. Stop swearing. No. no kidding. Cost, cost me money every time you swear. Shit, cunt. You are about Bitch. to get a timeout. Or <laughs> What did you call me? Uh, not you, no, but in uh-huh. general. Yeah, uh-huh. So, you only dress like one. You don't. I know it's my job, <laughs> but I made a living in my underwear for a very long time. That's what I'm referring to. Don't call Victoria's Secret models horse. They're not. I'm sorry. So in this case, <laughs> when you look at the media surrounding Sam, yeah, there's only positive media, but he doesn't seem to get the same attention. That the hooligans is that the right term? I feel like I'm 90. The hooligans. The hooligans. Hooligans. Get. The, those ne'er do wells. Ne'er do wells, yes. And I like him so much more. Oh, uh, man. But do you think that's part of the problem as you progress? Because, I mean, you're 23. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you're still sperm. Um, <laughs> do you think that's a problem you're going to have that he's currently facing? He doesn't get as much attention. Oh, it's some of the guys who kind of talk up. And, who, who's, who's not willing here's, to here's play the thing. out? I, I wouldn't say I'm as. Um, I wouldn't say I'm as much of a a step. God, how do I say this? I would definitely put myself out there in the front line, but I do it with positivity. So if while someone's going off on the side of that interview table at the UFC stage, and they're like, "Oh, Jared, bear fjord of this or bear fjord of that," and I, I don't mind getting snapping right back at him, but it's gonna be with politeness. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to insult him position. with kindness. I want to put Sam in that position because I can just see him smiling and giving a thumbs up. Yeah. And that would be a hardcore viral moment. You might even apologize for what he was upset about. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that, that's it's the thing. I think, I think the best thing to handle when it comes to the haters or people trying to bring you down or maybe start uh, publicity for a fight with aggression is you know, just, how's your day, buddy? You seem a little tense. Can I get you something but to drink? Even even when I'm, you know, he's talking about, um, you know, people paying for those connections and paying for the references. It's like, I couldn't charge anyone. Like, I just, I, I want to give him a million dollars and buy him a pony. You're my significant other. And you have said notably on air and in person and probably in a contract one day that I'm going to be paying you for your services. Yes. You have to pay me, but I want to give it to Sam for free. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, that's, have to, that's, you currently yeah, pay why me. Why don't you adopt Sam's mentality for this kind of thing? Because <laughs> you don't want me to keep charging you. Yes. <laughs> no, you pay me, and I give it to Sam for free. That's my new plan. Yeah, but his philosophy was, you know, I, I couldn't do it to my friends. Well, I'm a little more than a friend. You don't. You can do. You you're can not my friend. That. I'm not your. You're the friend. random guy that sleeps in my bed. Now the point. Yeah, and you're is, the weird lady who lives in my house. <laughs> so I guess we're caught there, aren't you? I'm just saying. I I I I really want that. I think I think Sam is the kind of fighter that you could see hitting the absolute top, hitting where Conor McGregor is and making a really positive difference. I agree. I love his outlook. I agree. I will say this, though. We always need heels. Someone has to be a heel. That's why I said you use, him, you use Conor McGregor as a foil for him. You yeah. can't do one without the other. You can't have the heel without the hero. Right. I'm just saying we've got the heel. Now let's raise the hero. Fair enough. I just, You know that marketing strategy I put together for you? Yeah. I kind of want to hand it to Sam. I, I got that somewhere in a, in a back room, I think. No. Yeah, no, I, I kind of want to hand kidding, it to Sam. I'm kidding, it's on my phone. I know, I, I kind of want to hand it to Sam just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. 
Because I had to write the same kind of marketing strategy for you because every time we tried to get you to look tough, you smiled. It just wouldn't work. No, you're not tough at all. You're kind of you. We are going to go to break. When we Thanks. come back, you are welcome. We are going to be talking a little bit about Hollywood, a little bit about Britney Spears, a little bit about some more sexual assault allegations going through Hollywood. Big shock. I'm Summer Helly. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, and my favorite person when he's not annoying me, Bear Fiora, and we'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we do have a whole bunch going on. I am on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiora, and he has a giveaway. So if you want a free trip to California from anywhere in the world, jump on Bear Fiora's TikTok. Get the details. I believe that's going up this the evening. The details of it will be in a video going up this evening, and it will be a, a detailed description of how you can win a chance to come out to Southern California, participate in activities such as riding an ATV, and Universal Studios. And going to Universal Studios. We'll all we'll set all this up for everybody. Anyone listening on the live streams I have next to me as well. You can listen on this. And of course, it's gonna be a very simple way of winning. You just have to be one of the first people to get it. Plus a riddle. You've got to be a follower. You gotta be yeah, a follower. You, you, it's it's a follower, it's it, auto-generated, it's very, very easy. Yes. Of course, I'm at Summer Helene, H E L E N E, Summer like the season first. So if you want to follow me, you can see me half naked giving away tips. Of course, you can follow Snuggy Bear at Bear Fiorda, learn about MMA. And I am gonna repump have you repump Sam's merch line. He's a great guy, he's got great stuff on that merch line. Um and 
I really, really want to see people wearing that merch. Like, let's create a viral moment here. Fair enough. I'm going to put up a link to his merch, so check it out. Now, Britney Spears is in exactly the same position she was. Oh, yeah. They didn't it's do not, it's not, it's not getting any better. Which is so dumb. I wonder I wonder if he's maybe paying off the system in some way, like he's offering the judge money on the side or whatever. Nothing like that. Once somebody's inside a conservatorship, mm-hmm. the problem is it's up to the conservator to let them out. But hold on. A conserv- the only difference between a conservator and a conservator is a piece of paper. Yes. Just tear the damn well, thing a- up. Whether apparently, it's physically, metaphorically. Apparently, this woman who makes millions of dollars and employs hundreds of people and supports an entire community is too stupid to be able to manage her own That's life. my point. Anyone can just go in there and say, yep, yeah, nope, sorry, you're done. She's capable. Get a new you know, cash cow. Yeah, well, apparently the entire family is living off her money, so it's really upsetting. It's, it's just ridiculous, her situation. And not on her end. I just feel so bad for the young lady. She's a young lady. She's way older She's than older me. than us. Yeah, the, the, the nice lady. <laughs> the nice lady. The young lady. In your mind, Britney Spears is still 21, isn't she? I think in my mind she's younger than me because of the situation at hand. Like I she, think you were just born old. Like, you're 23, Yeah. but you have the brain of a 70-year-old guy. Yeah. You're at, like, 10 o'clock. You're like, I'm ready for bed. Not even 10 o'clock, especially my training these days. It's more like 9 or 8. When we go to bed at midnight, I've discovered when we go to bed late, I will wake up. I wake up best at, like, 8, 30, 9 o'clock. <laughs> I have debated finding a way to change up my posting times for my content. Sorry, followers. Because of this problem I'm facing. I swear to God, you're an old man. The, now, we have to go back to Red Cup, but what are yeah, you going to do, do when we're up all night at events again? You know... Uh, I will probably just have to get stuff pre-ready. I'll probably were just you, have to. Were you born old? Yeah. <laughs> I came out with white hair. My mom <laughs> dyes it for me. I just Your don't mom tell dyes you about it. it. Yeah, I just don't tell you. I That's go really whenever cool. I go to her house. She's just at packing on, getting rid of the grays. You don't have any gray. I've seen you naked. <laughs> I did find a gray hair once. It was growing on my beard, and I felt very, <laughs> I felt very old at that point. It was probably a stress beard, nonetheless. But I'm just saying. A stress beard. When did you find this magical gray hair? Uh, it was some years ago. Thankfully, not since. It, it was definitely. Well, uh, then I will shocker. work. I will work on stressing you out some more. Please don't. Oh, it's helpful. What else is going on in the world of Hollywood today? Uh, well, you know that Kevin that- Spacey is trying to get back in. He's trying to use the gay pride groups to say that he's gay and misunderstood. And the gay pride groups have turned around and said, fuck off, you're a pedophile. We don't want to be associated with you. Yeah, that movement, they've got their own flag now too. Like the pedophile pedophile groups are genuinely trying. No, he's not trying to hook up with the pedophile groups. Kevin Spacey, like it took the gay community forever to go, no, 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 we are not pedophiles. Because in the 50s and 60s, videos were put out to essentially say that they were... um, they, they were predators towards little boys. And so the gay community fought really hard and went, no, we're not. And then here comes Kevin Spacey. Like, I did I molested a kid because I'm gay. And the gay community's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we don't want you. Get out. We just fixed this problem. We don't want a crazy person. So he's trying to convince the world he's gay. But if he joins, like, Nambla... His actual agenda is just to set back gay rights. No, his his actual agenda is to try and get back in good with Hollywood. Yeah. But he molested a child. Like, South Park put it really, really good. South Park's comment was, we're for equality and all that gay shit. Yeah. But you want to have sex with children. 
And he's like, but, you know, everyone deserves to be happy and heard and felt. He's like, you want to have sex with children. That's my yeah. <laughs> something, something you're not going to like now is um, what, what are the names? The royals, who are not so much royal anymore, the American royals have get that show greenlit now. That, uh, that Princess and the Frog thing. Or the Prince and the Frog, you remember? Well, I think it's the prince married a frog. Does that count? Maybe I'm just quoting the title, but it's Harry and his wife's. Uh, I think prince Alexis called it the Prince and the Frog because she was trying to insult. Oh, that's Meghan not Markle. like the name that's of the not show. The name of it, no. <laughs> For anyone out there, I'm, put a, I'm very I much said a that royalist. Legitimately, I know. I'm, I'm a show. royalist, oh, and um, Snuggy Bear gets his royal information from me, so he's a little bit biased towards the crown. Anything else you want to say? Tell everyone where to find you, Sugar. We are at the end of the show. I do want to give a shout-out. Special thanks to Sam Alvey. You notice I stopped swearing before I got to Sam because yeah. he's a good guy. Um, Sam Alvey. fucking great to have Sam Alvey on the show. I'm going to smack you. I'm not paying you for that one. Uh, <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, that's called the Sean Patrick Flannerty rule. When we had him on the show, he said the F word 73 times in 30 minutes. So we decided to give money for charity because nobody in Hollywood can keep their mouth clean. Uh, if you want to come and follow us, you can, of course, find us on Behind, behind the Scenes. Tune in. BTS has a live stream going 24-7. You can check out what we do on day-to-day -day life. We have a reality show. We're in talks with Petrilla for Snuggy Bear here. Of course, you can follow Snuggy Bear on uh, at Bear Fjorda. That's your name, right, Bear? Come on. <laughs> it's Bear Fjorda. At Bear Fjorda, all social media everywhere. And, of course, I'm your host, and Summer Helene. Yeah, go ahead. Your host, Summer Helene. And you can find me on all platforms. Yes, you can. Anything else to say? I was going to say, recently I got back into Snapchat because you made me do it. Yeah, so. I did. I did. So, because uh, TikTok's been oversaturated, everyone's looking for the next big platform. A lot of people have moved back to Snapchat. I don't think the next big platform has been created. But if you're out there and you're wanting to create a platform, and I am never wrong about this, the next big platform is going to be a video-style platform where people can leave comments as well as get directly to original and structured content from studios as well as click on the clothes that people are wearing and buy them on the spot. So if you can create that platform, you will have the next it's, big it's platform. A, uh, it's a Disney Plus meets an Amazon meets a YouTube or TikTok. Correct. That is the next big platform. Thank you guys very, very much for joining us. Special thanks to Sam Alvey. I'm a huge fan of your wife, Sam. Uh, yours too. I mean, you're awesome, but I'm a huge fan of your wife. Um, I, and Snuggy Bear is a huge fan of you. So It's the model and the fighter. The model just, and just, the fighter. Just that, that, that picture They're like Hollywood. a better version of us. <laughs> I don't want to acknowledge that was a statement, but you, know, you did put it out there, so I won't argue it for right now. They're a better version than us. This is what we'll be when we grow up. Oh, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiona. Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes. We'll be back next week with Jesse on Fire, who I absolutely love. Oh, good. I'm happy to have that man. I know. He's show. fantastic, isn't he? We'll be back with Jesse on Fire, and I believe the week after that we have Easy E's daughter. Really? So, yep. Oh, so we have got a whole too. bunch going on. I'm Summer Helene. I'm on with Bear Fiona. This is Behind the Scenes. Follow us at TuneInBTS if you want to watch us live 24-7. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.